Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the Caribbean Millennials podcast. We're happy to have you guys back with us for another episode. This is episode 110. Um, Guys, how was your week? Wow, okay, so you're just going to stay silent. Cool. Great. Awesome. Maybe we want you to tell us how your week was. I asked you all how your week was. Why should I just... Okay, how is that? courteous for me to ask how was your week and then immediately go on talking about my week i don't know right it could happen Anushka, how we're was all your friends week? here uh, i would consider my week life-changing <laughs> okay <laughs> no not really um it was fine um i mean kind of i got my first tattoo um, I was kind of freaking out about it for no goddamn reason. <laughs> it's really, it's not really small, but it's pretty it's small. small. <laughs> it's a small tattoo, but like people make it's it sound correction. like it's not a small tattoo. It's just not a complicated tattoo. Yeah, it's just lettering. Yeah, and Anushka was like, "Oh my god, it's going to hurt." But uh, uh, no, but honestly, like, the perception is that that out there, you know, people make it feel like tattoos like hurt so much. Yeah, if you get in some complicated thing that you have to go back multiple I, times to finish off and have color and it's a you, big shape. It felt nice, you know, like. Could see myself getting a couple more. You literally got like eight or nine letters on your hand. Look at you. You have to count it to make sure. Damn, when you start in your OnlyFans, now that you have a tattoo. <laughs> Stay tuned. Hey. I, did, I didn't know that was the next step, but okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, tattoo, I'm TikTok. Money. Only fans. <laughs> I have a TikTok. The oh, well then. <laughs> While you're missing this down. <laughs> I have nothing on it. But <laughs> the progression. <laughs> Is your name like Tattoo Body number I change, 21? I can, I can change it. But 21, I, Jesus. I don't think one tattoo will qualify me for being a Tattoo Body. Bruh, I, I would think you'd be more than 21. Also, <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's like I was streaming this week and this girl I was streaming, I was saying if this um girl, a another Lucian who lives in the UK and she sent some of her people over to my stream, just you know, to follow and whatnot. And one of them came and the girl name was Vanessa Twenty One X. So I was like, Vanessa Twenty One Times? She's like, no. She's like, oh, it's like Vanessa. A kiss or something, no? She, no, she's like, it's Vanessa 21 X's because I have 21 X's. I was like, Damn. Oh. I was like, okay, <laughs> Vanessa, I see you. <laughs> so, so <laughs> what happens when she has more than 21 X's? That was my question. She, oh, so I was like, so you go change your name when you have your next She'll X to Vanessa plus. 22 X? Or you, <laughs> well, here's the thing you can't change your name on Twitch that oh, often. So okay. I'm like, 
I was like, Vanessa, you know, like the next youth might have to be the one, right? Because you carry your children <laughs> too often on here. That's funny. Or you have to be that relationship lasts very long. A year, you know? a year. <laughs> yeah, make that should last a year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we should get a tattoo. What else? I what? got a tattoo and pierced my golden piercing. Uh, you pierced the nipples? I wish. I'm sorry, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> On the podcast. On the pod. Okay. Pod, podcast after dark, even though it's um, daylight. It's still daylight, um, you know, but still. Maybe I'll do it after you'll do it. We can, you, you know, sure. like they talk about matching tattoos and piercing. I'm we sure can ne- all I'm get sure that Even yes. if we did it, I'm sure I'd never do it. So I'm not worried. I, I feel like I would go overboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get like, the chain too. Yeah. I, I like like I would have the two bars connected by a chain. Yeah. Or the, oh the bar the bar would be like designed to be like a, a drone propeller. Like uh, <laughs> wow. Yo I t- I told one of our friends that I got um I got like piercings like randomly as well and they like oh boy and they sent me a picture this is what you're trying to be and they sent me a gif of rodman (laughs) (laughs) wow no respect (laughs) i mean in the world rodman is actually light because i've seen like some strange tattooed people even going to school with some of them tattooed and pierced that's Boy, especially this, in Asia, I mean, he was like a tra- he's a trendsetter to like the next, 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 next. This degree. this man is a legend in Asia, <laughs> dog. And you know, in Asia, they live in the future, right? So I mean, shit. <laughs> Clearly, they know something we know. Like we don't know. Sorry. You know that interview? There's an interview, an old interview I saw of like Kanye that says he lives like ten years in the future. So it's like. An interview he did 10 years ago, people didn't like it, but today they like that interview kind of thing. So if Kanye lives like 10 years in the future, like how far in the future does Rodman live? If Kanye lived 10 years in the future, he would have known he and Kim Kardashian would have gotten divorced. But maybe that was just, you know, what he knew he needed to do. I think Rodman's like a thousand years into the future. Oh. Um, How's your week, Adani? Yeah. So my week um was was a lot. Well, um, yeah. But you know, it, it was a week. <sighs> I learned that just have to keep on moving. Just have to keep on moving. Okay, okay. I, I feel like I left where I was at the wrong time because I've been basically doing three jobs at the same time. <laughs> Ooh, so it's been it's been a stressful <laughs> Okay, Adani had to meet for a little bit, you know. Um dogs walking. Oreo is feeling himself, you know, Sunday mornings. I thought Oreo was a girl. Herself. <laughs> <laughs> Oreo Oreo doesn't um, subscribe limit herself to yeah to gender norms so you know so i have a question just about this i there was someone who was doing a live and the the people in the live were calling it like 
essentially the dog of the live, you know, kind of thing. Because the dog always showing up, you know, uh-huh. like in the live, like walking or something like that. So it's like, are you our pod dog? Probably. Oh, is that a thing? Then we have pod dogs. Because <laughs> it's Charles Helen Charlie. <laughs> yeah, Charlie is be silent. Charlie's Charlie's probably sleeping right now. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna okay. Or Charlie just, in that crit is, is, is nap time. Eh? Oreo just always trying to be on the pod. Oreo wants her voice to be heard. <laughs> we'll have to we have to have like a dog episode and just have her speaking to the mic. Oh, <laughs> that's when Oreo will be silent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, but um the week was weaking. You know, and yeah, uh, you yeah. like you've been three jobs at once. So yeah, because like when I left teaching was in the midst of the SBA rush mm-hmm. and uh, f- not to not to throw shade on CXC but CXC sucks and <laughs> that's sorry that's just facts yeah yeah um so basically they have after the students do their SBAs the teachers now for no extra money have to compile all the SBAs and then sent to CXC. And I'm just like, we, in 2021, there should be an easier student upload to portal. I was just about to ask, like, it, they don't have a portal by now? Yeah, there's, the portal is for the teachers to upload it. I, I oh. Don't ask me why. But these 16, uh. 15, 16, and sometimes 17-year-old students just send you 10 files, right? And you have to label them, name them, and upload them to um cxc's website right what bullshit is that and you have to do that for each of your students right my dog don't you know that label and name this shit before they send it in yeah if you had label it right i i asked about that and they're like well that's not how it works and well no 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 that's how it would work in my fucking class eh (laughs) <laughs> I had a thing, eh? Because you're you've said that I was creating a submission thing for myself and I write it rules <laughs> like eh? no, yeah. the format does not follow X if it's yep. not a zip file, if it's if not whatever. Format reject, following reject. Zero. Wow. It, yeah. yeah, so it was just a lot. So I had to do that for each of my students. Now I have twelve How many students. Was that? Okay. I have twelve students. There are some teachers that have thirty to sixty students yeah, in form five. Like so, files yeah, because it's um, it, so each file has a max scheme. You have to attach a max scheme separately. Oh, right? somebody oh, have wow. to sit there and do that for three hundred files, basically. Yeah, so yeah. So, <laughs> so no, you have Excel good. and the max scheme. You have the wood one is three documents and the max scheme. So that's four plus the two from Excel. That's six already. Right, then you have website design and the max scheme, that's it. Then you have database and the max scheme, that's 10. And then you have programming and the max scheme, so that's 12 files plus uh, the title page and the PDF. The PDF file saying what is on all the other files. There's a PDF file that basically says what's on the other, all the other files. So you have 14 files, then you zip that up. You have, mind you have to zip the word files separately because they don't want the word files just in there all loosey goosey. So you have to put the word files in a zip. 
Then, why you can't put everything in? Why you can't put everything in a main folder? Then in the folder, have, have a folder, folder Excel, yeah. Word. They don't that. They, they want everything in one folder except the Word. So put the That's Word in a zip um, and then put everything in one folder and then name the folder after the child. Then zip the name folder after the child, but rename it to the, the candidate ID. Yeah. yeah, and then put um, a dash one to show it was completed. Um and and they wonder why teachers are pissed because they're not getting paid enough. I this bullshit. I mean, I when I started I teaching, mean, I had like a an idea of like, hey, see, but why do teachers do extra lessons and leave early? But after just a couple of days, there I see why. Like, you don't get paid enough. You're not appreciated enough, and then you have the most work to do. So you might as well get paid for your efforts, and you know. Do extra work that you actually paid for. <laughs> Oi. Oh, 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 them man, that's that's wild. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So I finished that this week. So basically, that was like a whole other job. If I was still grading SBAs, I was my new Ministry of oh, Education not paying me. Oh, yeah, Ministry. Everybody the funny thing is, right, I came on, the, the Ministry of Education couldn't pay me because the last teacher was still on the file, so they couldn't pay me for, like, the first couple of weeks. Mind you, when I put in my resignation and they they did whatever maths to calculate, they calculate me what to the it? to the 17th, to the day I left, the last day, they calculate me to that day. They give me the two extra weeks and say you work for two weeks free in the beginning. Here's two extra weeks. Hour. <laughs> yeah. See what shit you on process that immediately. Yeah, so that's over with. So I have a lot more free time now. Um, I graded all the mock exams. I did all the SBA files, and I graded all the SBAs. A student asked me if they could still submit. I laughed. <laughs> I see my yeah, brother, man. Yeah. You don't. You can't expect me to do anything else after this point. Well, I would Your... say, yeah, dog. No, you can't submit. It's just will it get graded? That's the question. I'm like my. My submission deadline to y'all was May, May the seventh. Like, like and that was. June? And you in June now asking if you can still submit, bro? I don't even work there anymore. Like, you shouldn't even be talking to me. Like, you should be so talking to somebody else. You can submit if you have a time machine. No. <laughs> if you have a DeLorean, <laughs> go back to yeah, submit. Go back in time and submit it, but. Yeah. The um other than that, the week wasn't terrible. You know, work is working, you know, having fun in the new As position. You say that. As you say that, um, I have this thing on my phone that I wanted to share with you all before um Winnen went and it was like, Why do people ask how was work? Like work is work. I would rather be in Europe right now, naked on a yacht while destroying my liver. But here I am. No, no, no. <laughs> they have some this work there's be Work this be feel it is feel fulfilling, it is feel good. So I I, I feel like it's is a good question to ask because it could have been one of those weeks where Danny accomplished something super amazing. He moved a fucking mountain, you know. He showed everybody he's the smartest person in the in the, in the office and they all idiots and you know they need to bow down to his superiority. Whoa, you know. Whoa. Wait, that was me. That was me this week. My bad, my bad. Yeah, that's how my week went. Yeah, it was a constant battle of what is wrong with these people? Why do they not read? Every day for you. (laughs) So, Vernon, 
Can I, I you realize treat your coworkers with more love and appreciation. I try. I try so hard, and then they don't read. <laughs> that, Tell us on the podcast if all of you all think Vuna needs to leave his job. No, nah, I don't think I need to leave my job because I like working. Tell at us night, on the podcast if you all think Vuna needs to, at some point in his life, go on into private consultancy because he hates people. Oh yeah, for sure. I know that. That's that's my next step. I just want to come in and tell you stupid, tell you what you did wow. wrong, tell you how to fix it and leave. <laughs> Tell you, you got hacked because you did this, 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 and this wrong. This is how you fix it. Bye. What What was that show? Um, with the consultants that we used to watch. Um, I know what you're talking about. Eh? We had that Don't black guy. Know. Yeah. Um, what's what's the name of the show? And his name I was like Marty Corn on it. Yeah. Oh well. But I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, um, now nah, honestly, my week my week was fine. Um, minus a few, you know, frustrating interactions with some of my coworkers. My my week was my week was great. You know, working nights is real chill. I mean, granted, I I do less. I have less interaction with um users on the House network. of Lies. Yeah, House of Lies. Yes, that was it. I have less interaction with users in terms of like users on the network and stuff like that. What I deal with more now at night is DDoS attacks because that's when DDoS attacks because that's when most of it happens. So this week the Russians were really active. That's 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 better than that. Dog, my week was cool. I chilled, you know. I did some reading, did some studying, played some video games, you know. And here we are. I mean, being in Chicago, a little, you know, project. Um, home improvement project we're trying we want to try and get done we've been trying to get done since we came back from Mexico but it seems like the weather just it's been raining at least like every two or three days a week yeah multiple times in Texas since like the second week in May to like now and this week was looking like this week first week perfect weather perfect sun, it was whatever. Fine. and then the Saturday morning when we say we're doing our thing we said up, we're gonna wake up at seven and start six a.m. boom thunder thunderstorm like when you move to Florida and you didn't tell us <laughs> dog never nah that's that's Texas weather for you bro like it's it's all over the place I Texas is the one place you can get all the seasons in a month in a week in fact it's it's crazy so yeah so you know another week of not doing our little home improvement project so and now my car is stuck in the garage because the stuff for the home improvement project is behind my car i hope we get to this issue like i was thinking i was like yo why did i let that guy put that stuff behind my car why didn't i move my car and let it put in the garage oh yeah but maybe maybe a day i would need to because you mad you're going to dallas mad amount of times now you know you know you gotta be a boss bitch (laughs) all right okay (laughs) if that's what you want to call it Uh, um um yes you have to be a boss bitch but i mean I feel like Monday you're going to Dallas. Maybe I might want to go out and do something. You know? You want so, to drop me to Dallas? I have a job. I have sleep to get. So where are you going on Monday? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Well, shit, Monday. <laughs> I have to, actually have to be up on Monday. Fuck. Um, 
So a thank you to all of the listeners that give us feedback on um, last week's episode. Um, clearly, it got all of y'all, like, not all of y'all, but it, it clearly got y'all thinking and riled up. I'm and, new, um, I feel like... I'm <laughs> new, good. If that's what I had to do to get people's feedback... Finally, oh God, Vernon is going to continue being more controversial. Great, then great. No, but some people did bring up the points of you know not trying to generalize too much and all of okay. that, which I always try to keep y'all on. You know, that's why I did generalize a bit. A bit, I know I did. I I did, and I apologize if people feel like oh my God, I was attacking the gen the Gen Zs. So I mean, but. That's just how I feel about Gen Z. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one Do different thing. and change my mind. What? <laughs> Do different and change my mind. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like, a lot of people felt strongly about it. And I don't know if it's because Naomi Osaka is involved. Like, you no. know. I do think on the Naomi Osaka thing, one of the th- things that people brought up that we didn't touch too much or could have expanded on a little bit more is like mental health being like getting mental health and stepping away from mental health to be as equal as like physical health, right? Like, a sick day is a sick day, even if it's for like mental health or physical health kind of thing. That's or when you're un- like, and not criticizing people Guys. for stepping away for Guys. mental health reasons. I never had a problem for stepping away for mental health reasons. I told you all that. If you listened, I said my issue was all of this could have been avoided if from the get go you said you just weren't playing for mental health reasons. From the get go, when you said you're not doing the press conference, from when she said that, I was like, "Oh yeah, here comes the shitstorm. This is no longer about the tournament anymore." So I'm just going to say this here, but we're not doing last week's episode again. Yes, I'm. Not. But one of the listeners said you could say the same thing for Federer because Federer came in with a physical injury, but still played with a physical injury, knowing that he wasn't his best. So you could equate the same thing to a mental health thing, right? You come in not knowing or whatever. And uh-huh. go on. L- let me see how you're I, going to I really try and connect those the dots there. Uh, no, I want to no, see no, how no, those dots Vernon, are going to be connected. It's equating physical and mental health, right? All right. I'm not having this conversation with Vernon. So. <laughs> I'll let the listeners speak to you individually. On, you can manage the Stop. Caribbean millennial social media and request for the next month. Um, I, I get it and I agree. Except in this situation, Naomi Osaka did not leave because of her mental health stuff. She left because the tournament was telling her if she doesn't do the next one, the next press conference, they're going to default her. So, to end all of that, she left. 
agree to disagree. Let's move okay, on. Please, <laughs> so, yes, let's 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 move on. Because I if do y'all really want to talk about to that, talk about that, talk about that even in your cells. Find him if y'all can on the internet. Yeah, good luck on that one. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this week is kind of gonna be a random episode, but I found it interesting that one both Vinan and Adani said to me this week is like i just feel like the world is so much doom and gloom right now no 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 i don't um i i think you're saying it wrong it's not that the world is doom and gloom it's that the news is reporting only the doom and gloom that's what it is because i guarantee you there's good shit exactly that exactly i guarantee you there's news good (laughs) news is doom and gloom yeah or mainstream news news. exactly (laughs) So, I guess one of the things we can do, because I feel like because mainstream media has been doom and gloom, we haven't had a news segment, like a proper news segment in a while, right? Like you say, it's been doom and gloom. Or it's been the same kind of things, right? COVID, race. Not only that, it's been a lot of like silly stuff as well. Like, like, let me give you a prime example. I know exactly what you're going to say. No, no, I don't think you know what I'm going to say, but let me give you a prime example. Um, There's a news article going around about, oh, how Joe Biden's son was found using the N-word in a text message, in text conversations to his lawyer and whatnot. And then, What's happening now is, I I I'm trying to find a nice way to say it. Um, the whites on a certain side are saying, why is it not offensive to them now? Why is it not offensive to the blacks and the rest of the world that Joe Biden is using the N word and whatnot? And for me. And I guarantee you the reason why no one is making a big fuss and everybody else feels the same way is because, um, A, it's not news that that certain people who should not be using that word use, use that, that word, word. In, in, in private conversations with other people. B, it's Hunter Biden. Who cares about Hunter Biden? He's not the president. He's not the vice president. He's not of importance. He's the president's son. That's his only just, claim to and, fame. And, we don't care. And that's the thing I feel like. I feel like good journalism, it's there. It's it, there. It's there. It's there. But it gets but overshadowed by yes, all the trash and the and trash. And noise. There was an article. What I thought you were going to say is there was an article this week about how Kanye West unfollowed. Oh Even um, that sells, sells, Right? And I'm like. like so why is we... there even an article on this, right? Like somebody spent their English degree or whatever, good job, whatever. No, you open Microsoft Word. And open a thing to write an article or some, what, however many words it was. I did not open it. I just saw the, the you know, You put that preview. out? That's your claim to fame? That somebody unfollowed somebody? Like, that's news? Some journalist, someone's like, oh my God, I have the information hot of the press for everybody does. Well, but here's I the just, thing, like, like things so like that, that need, it's so many people's energy. Somebody had to write it. Some It had to go through an approval process. The editor had it to had read to that be posted on the actual site. <laughs> you know? It had to be posted on social media. Like, I get all of that. Is there automated processes for some of these things? But it's just like, well, shit, like, that's what we're using our energy on. Well, that's, 
here's that here's my thing you tell me somebody sat there and scrolled through Kanye West follows to see who's who we following and like oh shit he's not following them anymore like you know there was somebody probably sitting on the account watching every day like if his oh, follow account went down and down and down who didn't follow like That's what to me um all right, so let's get into some news, and we just have these random conversations on these random news articles. Sure, you let me know because I I don't know what's been going on in the world. <laughs> I sleep in the daytime now. <laughs> Grow Antigua is to hand over its first official cannabis license this week. Okay, history will be made on Monday as the country will be handing over its first official. Cannibal, cannabis, blah, cannabis. Cannibal, okay. <laughs> I know, Should right? Be, I yeah. haven't had breakfast. <laughs> cannabis license. Um, so it's handing over the license for production of cannabis for medical use, right? So um, interesting development in the cannabis space in, in the Caribbean and specifically Antigua. Um just for context, the article says running a medical marijuana operation in Antigua and Barbuda costs an investor three hundred and twenty-five thousand EC for the license fee. Okay. So, um, I mean, considerable investment even just to get the license, let alone yeah, the whole operation. But, that's but good also for the country, yeah. opening up a different industry, a different export, um, and um, um, Grow, Grow Antigua is a joint initiative between the Rastafarian Food for Life, um, Namco, and Itopia Life Antigua. Um, there are also things here where it says the law intends that for religious purposes, cannabis grown by approved Rastafarian groups will not have those, feed apl- those fees applied, but will still be required to abide by other structures okay. in the law. So I, I just thought that was interesting to kind of see. I think it would be good to even do some more research or find an article or even write an article on like where are we at? Because it feels like years and Adani is more privy to all of that, like the different cannabis developments in different um, um islands. So I I think and I don't know, maybe that's just me, but that's a good thing. Honestly, all the all all our Caribbean islands we should be trying to legalize this shit and like get into like producing um different things with then selling it. Um the way I see it here, bruh, that's a market that we can make some good money off. Alright? Um they have people all over the world that want to buy C B D this and uh-huh. and whatever, whatever. So let's take advantage of it and get you know it and make some money off of that. Alright? Um legalize that that'll stop you all having to go and fight the bad boys for growing it no you laugh and you're scared, but like that that's the one that'd be one less thing for you to have to police all right if you'll have to police it now well, now this is just be... for medical marijuana right like it's a complex yes kind of but but still it, it, it makes it you know one less thing because now you don't have to oh that person have this huge illegal marijuana farm and now we have to go and raid it mm. and burn all the crops and all that thing yeah. now if you go to that farm it's because the person called they say oh somebody broke in and stole my stuff can you help me kind of thing like yeah. you know it, 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 it's, it, it shifts the police 
away from having to be like oh we looking at drug stuff now we can focus on other places and what yeah i just hope as um these things come down and i have i don't i don't know enough so forgive my ignorance if there are things like that in different islands just like the number of people that are in jail for things like relating to marijuana right like i hope they come up with a solution for that i i hope they do Mm -hmm. but i feel like uh, we just have to wait and and yeah and and it's it's one of those things maybe that's what will push them towards um working faster on legislature reforms and whatnot because what you're talking about there will be some legislature that they have to work mm-hmm, on absolutely. and you know we kind of move a little slow on these things yeah. sometimes eh? I, I know it's not i know it's a complicated process i not no lawyer by any means but because I, I guarantee you they have all kind of you know intertwined things and whatnot but maybe that's what will be what will get them you know move a little faster and whatnot mm-hmm. so you know, it's one of those things you just have to wait and see what happens. But I mean, that's a good look. Eh? I, I think I feel like Antigua is very progressive in regards to that. So hopefully the other islands will follow. Yeah. Adani, thoughts, feelings? Yeah, I thought Adani would be the first to hop on this. Like, couldn't wait. Oh, saving the best for last. <laughs> um I feel like it's good and bad. Ooh. Um it's good in the sense that new industry, new market, money coming into the country, you know, progression, you know, they growing their own product. You know, it's bad in the sense that that's high, like $325,000 for one license. And you're probably going to spend another 500 grand on build out. And, you know, you, you're looking at close to a million dollars easy just to get one license going. Yeah, but they're so, trying to, you know, set the ceiling at a certain rate so that the people coming in have the, the um, you capital. Know, and, yeah, exactly. which which is which is all well and good, but the people who could benefit most from this would not be able to apply. Basically, right. is what I'm saying. So you basically you basically money getting cannabis. You know, you're not you're not skill getting it because you're not saying you have to know about cannabis. You have to learn cannabis you're just saying if you have this much money you can come in and once you start putting that kind of gates at your door you're basically saying hey foreign investors rich the richest antiguans hey you can take part but let's leave the plebs out you know basically so um i mean in an ideal world you know a bunch of people can i guess come together and raise three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars but yeah. we that we or, know that's easier said than done <laughs> or you know what you know what i think would have been a smart thing to do um you have a rate for the island on the island yeah rate for also, locals rate for foreigners and also also you make it mandatory that if you are a foreigner you have to have a local on the license with you yes which i i said Yep, I suggested that to the St. Lucian legislation. So that way you don't have your industry just being taken over by Canadians, Chinese, Americans, you know, because at $325,000 EC, you could literally just have somebody from California or or Canada just come in and drop $10 and be like, yeah, I want all your licenses. I want to dominate cannabis on your island. 
<laughs> you know, like. And I mean, so, granted, it, it could still happen, but I feel it, like at least make it more difficult, right? So you need to have, uh, you need to have locals on your board. Well, you need to have locals yeah. in your company. I don't you need to hire locals. I think it, it, you, you see what you're saying there about having locals. I just think it about having locals. End of story. I don't care how difficult it is for them. I just want to make sure locals involved in it some way and they're getting the money out of it. At, 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 a, at a high level. At a high yeah. level. Not just yeah. a local person is your bud tender mm. and in the yeah. field, but like a local person on your managerial board, in yeah. your managerial staff, a local exactly. person has shares in the company, right? Stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know if they have put stuff like that in place. But, um, like Jamaica is just Jamaicans and Vincent is just like Canadians just coming and just dropping money and just yeah, we want this for that, and yeah, we're not yeah, you, you don't have any rules stopping this, so we're just gonna do that because money money rules basically. So yeah. you have to put like a soft, a soft stop, soft, you know, stuff in place to like prevent your industry like yes you want you want investors to come in and throw money into the market but you don't want them to own your country and own your 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 licensing and your produce like can you imagine if you were growing bananas and the government told you like to grow bananas you have to pay a uh, $150,000 license and then like Chiquita and Dole just came here and they're like yeah we bought all your licenses so nobody else can grow bananas <laughs> <laughs> like you know, <laughs> like, like you know, it's just, it's, it's just like you, you shooting yourself in the foot basically. But like you said, if you put different levels for locals and then foreigners, and then you get it so that both locals and foreigners, because not everybody can get a license, right? You you can't give like a million licenses away, but at the same time, you don't want the licenses to only go to the rich. Yeah. Like you know, I, I bet you they have some Rastafarian that growing some fire, some rich man can touch. Like you know, like it, meeting the heights there, and when <laughs> when you smell that from on the bottom of the hill, you get high. Fellas, we have to have to smoke that. So you know, they have some people that have the tricks of the trade, but they don't necessarily have three hundred and fifty k to put in a license, and they don't necessarily want to work for Whitey McWhiteson. You know, so you have to make the industry kind of as you can't make it fair for everybody, but as fair as you can right. to to give people a chance because. That's same Rastafarian, you say, okay, the foreigner pays three fifty for a license. You Rastafarian man, ten grand. That at least show me that you're serious, right? Ten grand is a lot, but it's not three hundred fifty grand. Like you know, you can you can muster up ten grand. You three other four other people can come together, get ten grand, pay your license per year, right? And then you can develop your brand. You can sell it overseas, build your company. In a couple of years, you with a lot more money, and you know you can give somebody else locally that shot as well. That kind of thing. I but, want to believe mm-hmm. there's more to it, and they just they just you know reported on the initial number for the license, and they have more intricacies. Yeah, I think I mean the article yeah. was more based around it just being the first like okay, it's okay. actually in action. Someone's okay, getting okay, a yeah. license, right? Yeah, so so that's that. that's all it is. Yeah, just going based on what's happening in Jamaica and St. Vincent. Mm. So, yeah, and the rest of the world. So I hope that they have put something in place. I'll have to take a look at the legislation. But knowing Caribbean governments, the (laughs) almighty dollar comes first. So, yeah. (laughs) 
But it overall good initiative. I hope more Caribbean countries Very follow good. suit. Um, my thing is that we need to get the Caribbean established before the U.S. comes fully online. Because mm. once America is fully legalized, then it's that much harder to do anything anywhere else. Yep. And don't ask for like places like China and Asia. Like once, like because people. Your own people gonna buy from there if it's cheaper, honestly. Yeah. Like you know, so you, you want, but if you establish that you are re- reputable, you are good, you are local, you are um, reliable, you are consistent, then you know, at for the very least, you can n- niche out like a like a space in the market, like like tourism, like right, like people can go anywhere in the world, South America. You can go Bali, Indonesia for like $69, like ridiculous prices. But yet still, we still get tourists in the Caribbean because people like the Caribbean. We've managed to market ourselves and put ourselves in the world as a destination that you can enjoy, right? So that we have to do the same thing for cannabis now. Like, So that's why I don't subscribe to the, the market is flooded and you can always put a space for yourself in there if you yeah. control the narrative as to what your but product I mean, is. There's no such thing as the market is flooded. If you ever feel the market is flooded, just walk down the bread aisle in your grocery store. Hmm. The market is flooded. Bread. Exactly. So and bread still like, sells. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's things. just how you market yourself yeah. exactly. and who you appeal into. All right. Yep. Um, okay. So the next article, it's not like a massive one, but it's... Um, and one out of, I guess, Antigua and Barbuda, right? Um, so a lo- just Antigua. No, okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> a local um, NGO, Barbuda Go, um, which is a non-profit organization that focuses on um, improving the community in areas of culture, history, education, environmental preservation. They recently... Um, did a sponsored competition um, towards like bringing awareness about fishing regulation. So I think there's like a, a, you know, parrot fish are the ones that are good for the corals and whatnot. So they wanted to um, have a campaign or um, animation to showcase that. And they did a competition um, and it was two um, females were, crowned the winners of their animation project one was a 15 year old girl the other was a 13 year old girl i believe and um the grand it was like a thousand dollar prize and i thought this was cool to bring up because i think when we were younger we used to have there used to be a lot more of those things we'd kind of see of logo competitions and that kind of thing but this is cool that it's you know 13 and 15 year olds doing like animations and stuff right like that right so it's the more I guess progressive modern kinds of things and I think it's just kind of a good shout to maybe like encourage more businesses to do competitions and stuff like that versus like paying a whole bag of money you know out um you know to who knows who where you could you know invest in your community and your people and um you know nurture talent that way okay um let's see 
the next one. I don't know if you all saw this. Um, El Salvador plans to make cryptocurrency legal tender. They make Bitcoin legal tender. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know why because Anushka is like willing talk talk about it, and for me it's like yeah. Like, well, it's gonna be like one of the first places in the world that yes, like they and, gonna and, be like taking Bitcoin woo-hoo! everywhere. And right? for me, it's about time we start doing these things, taking these these currencies, and and doing these things like. Yeah, it's it's essentially waiting to be backed by Congress, but uh, um, this country would be the first in the world to formally adopt um, digital currency in in that scale. It would be used alongside the U.S. dollar, and part of the justification for it was saying it Bitcoin would make it easier for Salvadorians living abroad to send payments. Well, yeah. Payment um, home. Here's, here's the thing. Here's, let me let me tell you um, my theory. Well, not my theory, my take on what is going on with this whole cryptocurrency thing and why it's so hard, why everybody taking the time to decide to you know fully adopt and whatnot. Um, if you notice behind the scenes, a lot of these different countries, these regions, the central banks in these regions are coming up with their own digital currency, their own crypto. What is happening here is a lot of these governments, they don't like the fact that these already established cryptos, they have no control over it. Mm. That's the issue for them right now. At the end of the day, all these governments want, all these people want, they want control. And right now, you're wilding out, you're making all this money off of this crypto, and we have no control. We can't tax you all, we don't know. So we're going to come up with our own. We'll never adopt the ones that there, and we'll come up with our own and force you to use it. And it'll just be like the same currency that they're already. Mm. Just as like it's digital now, we'll have the same control, we'll be able to track you, we'll be able to tax you on it. And well, and then that would mean people will still have to do conversions from one exactly, um, which defeats the, the purpose, purpose of, of it yeah. to begin with. Um, that's the thing. Some, <laughs> there's a tweet in this article that says Bitcoin has a market cap of $680 billion. If 1% of it is invested in El Salvador, that would increase their GDP by 25%. On the other side, Bitcoin will have 10 million potential new users and the fastest growing way to transfer $6 billion a year in remittances. Um, It also says, should this pass, the move would open up financial services to the 70% of Salvadorans who don't have bank accounts. And I love that. All that is great. All that is good. Here's my one issue with the currency that they have chosen bitcoin volatility i that that's even my issue i don't care about the volatility is the fact that it's mineable and it being mineable people want to get in you can it can just grow and cheese kind of thing yes but now i laughed at that first when 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 people were talking about oh how Bitcoin not good for the environment. And then I did some research and I saw it in how much power draw that goes on people start deciding to run Bitcoin mining farms and how that can drain your grid and that can start causing blackouts. And imagine in places like Iran not causing blackouts and whatnot. Imagine what I'll do if the Caribbean decide to to, you know, 
get on that crypto thing and people decide they want to start a Bitcoin finding mom, uh, um, farm mm. in a Caribbean island. How that oh go start, how that go fuck up the grid mm. and you go have mad blackouts, unstable power and that kind of thing. That's 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 where the, the issue begins there, you know. I'm not saying it's not a good thing. I just... Yeah, there are other factors to consider. Yes. And and here's the thing. The other coins that are not mineable that you could get into that have big market caps, you could get into. There are ones that are stickable. Where, where just owning the coin nets you more of the coin. You can get into these kind of things. So it's a it's a it's a fine line i know they want to i know we looking at it as a future and we want to get into it but we have to think long term yo how that go affect us also because if you see you get into them things and people decide oh i can just go and mine that let me buy a whole bunch of pcs and make a little bitcoin mining farm or a crypto mining farm and now i'm mining that and then now you 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 have mad stress on your power grid you have having blackouts and then then now you you put your whole country in a different issue altogether. Yeah, you'll have mad money, but now you don't have proper um, power. You send y'all back into the dark ages for no reason. So it, it's a I think it's a good thing. Give power to the people, give the people financial freedom. Especially when you tell me go to give people a chance to do have bank accounts, to have bank accounts. Dog, like I am no. I am. Let me say the same thing. If it's one thing I will not do, is be against somebody getting them, getting the money, getting a check. Make that money, but watch how that. Go, don't make it at the expense of ruining your country and your utilities and them things. Well, time will tell. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky thing, and and and. The, the the thing is a lot of countries use this 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 excuse for not getting to crypto about oh they can't track it and they can it can be used for illegal activities and blah bruh regular money, money is used for illegal activities. <laughs> like what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like people <laughs> oi <laughs> You think you think when the terrorists were launching their attacks back whenever they had crypto, they didn't have crypto, they're using regular money. Regular US dollars. Y'all, y'all I'm like, narcos. I'm like, not even narcos, like Epstein. Like, you Dude. know, like people are doing that stuff on a regular. Like, people are doing that. The stock market, like, you know, on a regular. Left, right, center, moving money around. It has never, money being traceable has not stopped, not nary a crime. Like, you know, like, like maybe you'll find where the money went, but like how many people have been arrested because they found out where the money has gone? Like oh, you maybe know, like, take them an extra day to move the money, but yeah. like what? <laughs> like you know, it's anonymous. Now it's dangerous. Like what? Like yeah, no, we start, like like so I, so it's cryptocurrency that started crime. Like that's what yeah. we say. <laughs> you telling me it can get to a point where we can have one currency across the entire world and that one currency is weighted and valued the same every fucking place? Sounds very, great. Right? That sounds yeah. great. I mean, sounds potentially destructive, but great. Yeah, exactly. yeah y'all see, you like, see, see my hesitancy with it, how I say it about be careful with it. Like, yeah, it sounds great and it's good and whatnot, but dog that have long term like mm-hmm. we have to really sit down and think about it hmm. sounds like Bill Gates selling assassins for you at 2 o'clock in the morning kind of 
kind of thing. They just said that Saxon's for nobody, they say. It's dangerous. The best I have is hot boy summer, and you're just in the man business, like. I all just can't mind your damn motherfucking right. business. So, <laughs> the next article is not like really a happy one, but it's something that should still be called to attention. It's, um, um, what is it? Um, it's about Haiti and saying that, um, 4.4 million people are estimated to be food insecure in Haiti. Jesus. Severe and for context, Haiti is the poorest country in the Americas and more than 60% of the population live in poverty. Um, severe acute childhood malnutrition is expected to more than double this year in Haiti amid the pandemic. So more than 86,000 children under the age of five could be affected compared to 41,000 last year. Um, before we continue, listeners, excuses. For some reason, somebody decided to cut grass today on a Sunday. They've never cut grass on a Sunday. They decided to do it today while we're recording. So if you hear any noise in the background, it's because of that. Um, but Anushka, with regard to that article, I heard that and... Oi, I go lie, that shit bothers me when I hear these things. Because when I see the amount of food being thrown away yes. in the US and, and other countries, and yeah. I'm like, yo, and you mean to tell me there are people in another country that they're starving. Like, you can literally just put that food on a boat. I mean, I just, you know, I just, just even thinking of these over. TikTok videos, people making food in toilets, uh, um, okay. people. Just, um, just, <laughs> Um, people and all of these mukbangs eating excessive amounts of food that they don't like truly like right. need to be eaten just even at the restaurants and stuff like that how much food waste there ends up um, and then I hate being. boy 4.4 million people and I, I, think, I think where things really went dark for the human race is when we started using food for modern sustenance. Mm. Adani. No, no. <laughs> Anushka, you laughing. No. Uh, Adani. It's true. I guess, yeah, yeah, it's true. Because food is now a social status. It is a means of making others laugh on social media. You know, it's a way to feel good. Like, you know, uh, you know, like, like we use food for so much. Hoping, but yeah. unlike animals that just use food, to like you know keep living you know we're using food for so much and in that instead of using food just for fuel as yeah we, did, right? we use it to flex we use it to yeah. yeah show off our social status we use it to show off our economic status we use it to show how cool we are and we use it to like you know feel better okay. about ourselves yeah. and like yeah. in doing that we use so much more of it that maybe we don't need and then on the head because now having food is part of being affluent and rich and having a social status then everyone can't have food because well, otherwise mean, the illusion all, is gone <laughs> you also think like i don't know for me it's like you live in your bubble and sometimes you forget or you know it slips your mind whatever that things are really bad for people who are not that far away from you right um you know 
and also it also feels like in 2021 like when we're doing all of these progressive technology like whatever things right like why are people still going hungry you know like i don't you um, you know what i mean like you see especially like childhood hunger like that's a a next level you see part of the thing is and adani said it food is being used for modern sustenance and people are using things like that as bargaining chips and mm-hmm. political chips and that kind of thing. And it, it, it shouldn't be that way. When I, when I, when I remember, I heard in last year during the pandemic, the US was throwing how many thousands of pounds of food away and whatnot. And I remember I talked to my father, I said, like, but why? Like, like you can give that away, you know, Missy. You can just. Like, there are people on the street right now, homeless, mm-hmm. starving. Hungry, yeah. And you're saying you'll have to destroy this amount of food, this amount of beef, this amount of that. You have to throw it away. You can literally give that away to a, a shelter or, or, or have a thing where you cook the food and give it to, to people. But no, you prefer to just destroy it. Yeah, I... <sighs> Like, like how you like how you can sit there and I can sit right with you that dog. That, that's the they thing, you know, the amount of waste. The amount of waste. And it's like almost like if you give your food away at the end, like people feel like their food loses value for some reason. Like like if you had scraps and you give it away at the end of your the day, like like nobody will come to a restaurant because they'll just wait for scraps. Like, no, that's not how the world works. Like people will still buy your food, but the guy who is sitting on the street corner, he doesn't have to go through your dustbin now. He can actually Well modestly have like a, a, a bowl of food to eat exactly and, Danny, <laughs> and you say it right he do have to go through your trash you do have to call the police on him because he's mm. going through your trash right and get the food like you could have just given it to him on a on a in a little styrofoam container with a fork uh, uh, and, <laughs> and and we good like he he not hungry he have well, a meal to it eat it goes back to sustainability you have less right? rats in it, your area it 100% goes back to sustainability right and people hear sustainability and kind of gloss it over oh, yeah yeah take care of the environment kind of thing but it's not that it's actually making use of all of the resources in the best Ways, right? The people don't care about sustainability the way you're talking about it. Let me tell you what this will care about sustainability, eh? the image of the company. They only care about getting sustainability because they make them look good. Yep. It's like, oh, we're sustainable, so we're looking good. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we we planting trees and we, we, we're doing these kind of things. And don't get me wrong, all those things are nice and well yeah. and, and needed, but my dog, you're going all the way to the Amazon to plant a tree when they have some homeless people right outside your building. Yeah, and I mean, one of the... Um, I was recently watching a masterclass on, on gardening and the guy who ran it, I think it's Ron Finley, he, um, his whole thing is he was a self-taught gardener and what he did in LA is he just started putting like planter boxes just in the middle of the street, just starting gardens in the middle of LA, in the middle of Skid Row, right? Um, and he was saying it's scientifically proven, you know, like when you put a garden, right? Morale increases, crime decreases, you know, all of that. Um, and there's food security there at any, it was a community kind of thing, just a little box where if you're hungry and you want a, a, 
a tomato or a whatever right it's you there can just go you can go it. pick it and eat it and i feel like and we could maybe talk about this on another podcast whatever like even just this whole like community garden movement right it's not just about cooked food that was done right like it goes back to farming and gardening and growing your own food and like like once you have soil and sun and you know seeds and whatever, food will grow. You know, like why are so people then, starving? So hear that. So hear that. Eh? So you saying that, eh? and I know this creating I agree with you. But somebody will listen and say, okay, you're complaining about the U.S. throwing food while there are 4.4 million people starving in Haiti, and they say, okay, but Haiti have sun and soil. Why did they just grow food? Yeah, but like every, the, peop- the people listening to this podcast know that Haiti has gone through all of the political, economic, social turmoil and has been used as a political pawn for so then, yeah. so then it's you not know, as simple centuries. as just you have sand and soil grow food. No, no, no. I'm not talking about this problem. So I'm saying on a wider, oh, no. okay, on okay. A wider context, okay. right? Like there's so many different solutions that starts inching you know at making things well, things better well, but yes. it, i think it goes back to what Danny said of like food being used, used for modern sustenance and food being used as a um power mechanism i right? mean from time you have pumpkin growing competitions you see who can have the largest pumpkin uh-huh and, and then you, do, you just throw away. the old pumpkins yeah. that don't away. meet right the, that the pumpkins that don't meet the scratch just get thrown away like you know i mean <laughs> who have the largest eggplant like and i really mean eggplant but like like you know from time you have a society that the culture is like who can grow the largest and the best and the prettiest and the ones that are not good get thrown away thrown not away. even well like I'm, you know like like you should see the supermarkets through the fruits with blemishes and things like, but that's still a good banana like uh, you well, know like somebody can eat that there's a brand up here called Imperfect Foods, right? And they started a whole thing on doing um produce boxes that you can buy um at a cheaper rate than maybe some what you'd be able to get in the supermarket because it's imperfect food. It's what the supermarket didn't want because it wasn't the perfect apple, it wasn't the perfectly round potato, it wasn't, you know, like that kind of thing. But that's how food comes, right? And there's a lot of that, right? So a and lot. The world, the world need to do better. Yeah. Um, when I hear they have when I hear four point four million people in Haiti go be without food, they starving that kind of thing. And then I know places in the US train how many hundreds of thousands of pounds of food away and, and we have all this wastage in other countries, then it's, it's for me it's like dog like why don't we just reach out to other places and, and you know like and at the very least over. at the very least, you know, like politics and corruption whatever but it should never get to a point where you have children being hungry like at the very least you know you let's say you say adults can fend for themselves they can work they can do what they need to do whatever Mm -hmm. but at the very least children should not be starving right even though you need to have school programs where food is free and you know during the school day you get Three good meals a day and and drink and you know water and you you know wherever you go back home you come back to school and you get your food again like it's just beyond me how 
um like it's i don't just blame politicians but society on a whole like just yeah Danny. You, you yeah see, like is and there all these like there were all these non-profits that were helping haiti after the hurricane the earthquake and then they just like one by one got yeah, dog, like good fraud or, or corruption or they dropped out and like you know it's just like it was good in the moment it was benefiting them in some way they maximized the benefit from it so fire burn you all then let me move out that's how it's if you're not going to help the country like don't, don't make it worse like just don't come in just like exactly. you know just <laughs> so, but, why but you come in and make things worse here's my thing when i read articles i see oh the u.s estimate the throw away x amount of food this place estimate the throw away x amount of food so clearly y'all know you're overproducing right instead of throwing away the overproduction what you overproducing just send it off to these countries that need a dog. But they, they go tell you they're not making, they're not getting paid for that. They're not making money off that. And if they're not making money off it, they rather throw it. But you remember, you remember early, you remember this time last year? You all no, remember this time last year? There were all these articles about there's too much milk. There's too much bananas. There's too much, a, a farm through through the entire supply of milk. Because there was too much milk. I'm like, so y'all couldn't just give the milk to people? Like, just giving the milk to people is just out of the question. Mm. Like, it's either you sell it or you throw it away. Just giving it to people. Excuse me. It's like, like, somebody has to pay for this milk or this milk is going back in the ground. And I can't grow no cows with no milk trees. (laughs) Like, what? Like it's so far fetched for them. Instead of give, instead of giving it away, like you say, it's either you pay for it or we throw it away. That making no fucking sense, dog. <laughs> like you don't know how much goodwill you can buy for your company by doing something like that. Imagine you just give away, boy. I say, boy, that company is a real good company. But if you care about people, I go support them because you know when things was hard, they were giving it away for free. That kind I, of thing. I wonder how difficult it would be to start like something like that here, like a non-profit here. Like, talk to a few restaurants and be like, hey, at the end of the day, somebody will come for the food and we'll refrigerate it. And in the morning, we'll distribute it to the homeless and the needy and elderly. You know, that's even a, a <laughs> thing. I don't think it would work in St. Lucia, but um, in New York, they, they've also started having community fridges. Yep. Yeah, on the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. You know, drop off and. Whatever. I saw that the hair, hair you would not you would not get yeah, people dropping food off. Yeah. Well, we don't have many corners like that. You have to have power. I I, I, I don't know that like a, a um like an anonymous thing that like you know maybe maybe that would succeed. Like you don't know what restaurants are contributing, but you make life easier for them. Like hey, instead of you throw all that food at the end of the night, just mm-hmm. have somebody come. Clean up, pick it up. Somebody come through. You can package it on, package it, put it there. No, they don't want to do extra work. So you would come. Uh, Fine. That's fine. I go come. You go show me what you were using, what you you were going to throw out. I go take Ah. it. I mean, at least in our country, like I think there's a big opportunity for um, non-profits or whatever the term is in um, that space because like there's nothing like a Meals on Wheels or... Or anything like that. No, right? there's it's not. It's just 
private individuals just doing yeah and then maybe like christmas or easter various organizations will big thing of that but yeah what happens throughout the year yeah Yeah. the other people have to go and do the giveaways the or the the things for christmas Mm -hmm. so they can get the nice little picture for the gram to show they will you know helping the needy and what that and it's like okay the need they need things they, they don't only need things at christmas though yeah. they need all year round yeah yeah not just christmas <laughs> yeah. imagine you're just living from christmas to christmas <laughs> dog um all right last article uh-huh let me hear um so i don't know if you guys saw that but how um in new york um they um, co-named Liberty Avenue Little um, Guyana. No, I did not see that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, that is like very positive and um, sparks a whole like thing around like the little Caribbean neighborhoods, right? Like you have little Italy, little China, you know, that kind of thing. And in certain places, you know, like New York, um, there is such a strong Caribbean presence that it's good to be recognized and named in the same way that other cultures yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, this article just kind of coming off of that is um, this week, June 17th will be celebrated as one love little Caribbean day by local Brooklyn leaders and the Caribbean community in honor of Caribbean heritage month. Um, so even just, you know, having a day, you know, one love day, right? Um, just more, um, observations, um, of the culture and, and, and having that space, um, and opportunity to celebrate. And I mean, the time of that is also like very close to, um, cause I think Juneteenth is the 18th or so yeah so it's also around that time so um i want to say a couple years ago we did an episode on caribbean american heritage we been like hey did you all know what this is did you do you all know what this is and we were like really uninformed and whatnot but especially this year it seems like Caribbean American Heritage Month has grown so much um, that more people know about it and you're seeing more um, <coughs> major outlets, you know, um, carrier presence. You're mm-hmm. seeing us take up more space and um, fly our flags in more meaningful um, ways that it's like the root of building, you know, is is coming to like more okay. tangible spaces yeah. that we deserve. Um, and that was it. Okay. Um, do you have anything to close with? Bind us together, Lord, bind <laughs> us together. With cords that cannot be broken. broken. And that's yeah. your weekly hymn. Yeah. We, we could have well done the the um church the amen you know that was you'll need to practice you need to harmonize that we'll right. work and on then, it the choir stay on the, stay on the line after this yeah choir practice um, <laughs> after church <laughs> that's usually when it happens for true yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> um yeah guys you know drink your water 
mind your business. But I mean, also, I agree with that. No, no, no. Mind your business in terms of don't be looking at who somebody the stupid following. Shit. Yeah. The stupid shit. And pay attention to the actual important things. Yeah. Like the person that's starving that you could probably give some some food to that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, like your like, business in like, how can I help, right? Yeah. Like versus like what Josh Moore let's just do better yeah yes amen do better (laughs) wow if we had the harmony going right (laughs) it's been another episode (laughs) of the caribbean millennials podcast we're out